Hi folks, FPL General here recording another episode of my 59th minute FPL podcast. Recording on Tuesday, September 17th, one day before my birthday, so I'm going to give myself a day off tomorrow. Um, Game week 5, thankfully it's over, that's the best thing to say about it. It was an absolute horror show for a lot of people, including myself, which I'll go into shortly. Uh, Champions League and Europa League this week ahead of game week 6, so best to be patient if possible with those transfers. Similar format this week as usual, I've got a very special shout out to start the show. A quick review, a very quick review of game week 5 because I want to look forward rather than back. A watch list update, 5 I've added, 5 I've removed. Uh, Answer questions from Twitter and finish with game week 6 captaincy and transfer thoughts. So getting straight into it. Daniel Ceballos Fernandez, welcome to the 59th Minute Club. Grab yourself a margarita and say hello to Ross Barkley and Eric Lamella. So Ceballos, he he got a 60th minute substitution a couple of weeks ago. And then on Sunday, I was very happy to see him get hauled off in the 59th minute to, to miss out on that extra FPL point. So Ceballos joins Ross Barkley. And Eric Lamella in the 59th minute club, and hopefully, hopefully there'll be a few more joining those lads uh, in game week six. So keep an eye, keep an eye on the on the on those clocks when you're when you're watching the games, and s- send me the tweets if anyone gets hauled off. It was it was pretty funny logging into Twitter at the weekend and, and looking at my mentions. It was just Sabios, Sabios, Sabios. So keep an eye out, keep an eye out for those folks, and thanks for everyone who sends in the tweets. Uh, a quick review of game week five for me going into the game week i had two free transfers i got rid of jota replaced him with ashley barnes didn't work out too well initially but hopefully barnes will do well over the next couple of weeks i think he's got norwich this weekend so there should be some joy there and the second free transfer i got rid of uh, reluctantly got rid of john mcginn for cantwell and benched Cantwell of course but I never considered starting him against Man City anyway didn't expect much from him so I'm not going to worry too much about that just happy that I own Cantwell now he looks you know he keeps doing it such great value and my plan always was gonna you know bench him last week and play Lundstrom but then for the next couple of weeks I'll be I'll be benching Lundstrom and playing Cantwell so hopefully he can keep up his form over the next few weeks and it's a bonus if if his price keeps rising as well so all out on 41 points, a big fat red arrow. I went from about 350k all the way back down to 950k, so just inside the top 1 million. Not worried about that whatsoever, as I keep saying to people and tweeting, it's mid-September. You know, May May 17th, 2020 is a lifetime away. You know, we've got 33 game weeks to... You know get those green arrows and climb the rankings so you know it's 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 comforting in a way to to look i was looking at the elite elite 64 mini league this week which is a league i organize um i got relegated from us from from it myself last season the ultimate chain but looking at it this week uh, i think it was 29 of the 64 managers in that league are ranked outside the top 1 million so that just gives you an idea of how you know it's been a tricky start to the season for a lot of us and it's been a tricky start for you know a lot of the best managers in the world you know some of them are ranked three three million three and a half million so that it just gives you an idea of it it has been a has been a very testing start and 
I'm just hoping that things calm down a bit over the next few weeks. It, it's been a bit crazy. Um, you know, so many options delivering. You know, if you miss, you know, if you miss quite a few of them, you're slipping down the rankings already. Uh, captaincy's been a captaincy's been a nightmare. You know, last season, I remember last season we had there was managers who went, you know, 16, 17, 18 game weeks getting the captaincy, you know, nailing it every week. And, you know, five game weeks in, I haven't had it properly yet. I've been getting points from it, but, you know, I've been, I've between Salah and Sterling, I've, I've made the wrong call every week so far. So hopefully, hopefully game week six, that will change because it's getting very frustrating. You know, captaincy is such a huge part of the game. Uh, and, and that's part of the reason why I'm not too worried yet, because, you know, once I start hitting those captaincies, you know, you, you know, I'll start flying up the rank. And so I'm not worried at all. Well, that you've got to keep making logical decisions, and hopefully, logic starts to be rewarded. Um, in terms of game week five, yeah, forty-one points, bit of a disaster. Sterling blank again as captain. Uh, the only players who took in points for me were Robertson, Salah, and God bless Timu Puki. Without Puki, it would have been absolutely atrocious. So long may he continue to deliver the points. Uh, hashtag never bench Pookie. Uh, moving on now to the watch list. Uh, as I mentioned, five players I've added after game week five and five players I've removed. I'll go with the players I've removed first, nice and easy. Van Dijk, you know, I've got double Liverpool defence already, Robertson and Trent. So I'm, I'm probably looking to move away from that soon. So no interest in Van Dijk at the moment. Trossard's gone as well, obvious reasons, he's, he's injured. Uh, Harry Kane is gone from the watch list as well. I was I was out uh, on Saturday during the day. Uh, I watched um, I watched the, the Man City game in the afternoon, and then my wife dragged me to the to the shops. So I was as I do, I, I stay with her for a wee while, and you know, pretend I'm interested in in the clothes she's looking at and all that kind of stuff. And then I get bored, and I say, right, I'm going I'm going to a coffee shop, and, and I you know just follow the follow the games on on BBC Five Live on the radio or or on Twitter or whatever. So I, I got to the coffee shop about half four, and um, so the games were almost over. And I, I just looked at I just opened up Live Score, and I seen Spurs four, Crystal Palace nil, and I was like, oh, here we go, Harry Kane's going to have two three goals here. And I logged in. I couldn't believe that he only had an assist. And then, you know, looking at looking at the stats after the game week, I think he only had one goal attempt in that game. So he's just not justifying the price tag at the moment. So that's why he's gone from my watch list. I'd be a lot more interested in Aubameyang than Harry Kane at the moment if I was going for a premium striker. Uh, another player I've removed is Everton striker Keane. He was benched for Calvert-Lewin at the weekend, so got no interest in Keane until he's getting regular starts and he starts scoring a few goals as well. Everton in general are a very hard team to trust. You know, one week they look like world beaters, the next week they look like, you know, a relegation side. So it's they're very hot and cold, Everton, which puts me off them. I've got Lucas Dean, happy to keep him. Uh, but apart from that, I'm, I'm not looking to invest in Everton anytime soon. Uh, and the final player I've removed this week is Wesley from Aston Villa. Scored just one goal in the first five games. He's just not doing it at the moment. And there's just so many there's so many options up front. So got no interest in Wesley for the time being. Moving now to five players I've added to the watch list after game week five. First one, Brighton's Neil Mope, six million striker. Scored his second goal of the season. Uh, every time I watch this guy, 
I, I like I like what I see. You know, there was a lot of hype about him coming up from the championship. He did really well. Uh, I think it was Brentford he played for. My my championship knowledge is, is pretty poor, so forgive me if I'm wrong on that one. But, you know, very good. A lot of goals in the championship last season. As far as I know, he might have been second to Timu Puki in the scoring chart. So he, he comes with pedigree uh, and he looks good. Um I just like to see him get you know more more ninety minutes under his belt, but I, I think he will. I think you know there's so many striking options at the moment in FPL. I think given another couple of weeks, I think Mope could be right up there as well as another option who emerges uh, if he if he keeps passing the eye test and scoring goals. Another one I've added this week is Firmino. Now I've I've already got three Liverpool players, so. You might ask, why am I adding Liverpool players to my watch list? But I'm probably going to move away from from double Liverpool defence in the near future. Uh, I'll pro- probably keep Alexander Arnold and get rid of Robertson. You know, with, there's a tricky run of fixtures coming up for Liverpool. I don't foresee too many clean sheets, especially with Allison out. So losing a Liverpool defender, you know, it opens up a, opens up a, an extra attacking spot. So Firmino, Firmino's on the watch list. You know, he's he's just he's too hard to ignore now. He often gets overlooked as an FPL asset because of Mane and Salah and because of the d- defenders, but he's he's on fire this season. You know, two goals, four assists. He's not too far behind Salah and Mane in terms of, of total points as well. And he, he just looks the business and he and you know, nine point five million. Surprising that he hasn't, you know, risen in price so far. He's probably only about ten, around ten, twelve percent owned. Um so yeah, for me, I'm going to keep a close eye on him the next couple of weeks, and you know maybe when it comes to wildcard time, it'll, he'll be someone I look at, you know maybe more than I have done in the last couple of seasons. Southampton next, Gianepo, five point four million midfielder, hasn't got too many minutes this season. I think he's had a couple of injury issues. Don't think he's completed ninety minutes. Missed a couple of games as well, but he does have two names, uh, two goals to his name already. He, great goal at the weekend. Uh, he reminds me of Sadio Mane. I know a lot of people have been, a lot of Southampton fans have been making the same comparison uh, over the last couple of weeks. So uh, I'm not really looking to invest in Southampton, but I can see myself looking at this Gineppo guy in a couple of weeks' time if he if he if he gets regular minutes and he and he keeps getting attacking returns. He could, he could be a very interesting option. Looks like a really good player. Just need to need to see a little bit more of him before making a a final decision on him. Uh, a Spurs defender next, no surprises here, Serge Aurier got his first start of the season, Spurs got their first clean sheet of the season and he picked up two assists as well. So I think if Aurier was you know, nailed on in that Spurs defence, a, a lot of us would be looking to bring him in. Pochettino over the seasons, he's been known for rotating his fullbacks, you know, he's got Walker Peters there. Foyth's an option when he comes back from injury, so there's still question marks over, you know, whether Aurier can make that place his own or not. He's a player who's had a lot of injury problems in the past as well, so that's another X beside his name for me for the moment. So yeah, just just for the watch list for the time being, if he can make that right back spot his own, I think he could be he could be an absolute beast at four point nine million, you know, for clean sheets and attacking return. So definitely one to keep an eye on, Aurier. Last one I'll mention this week on the watch list, Gerard Delefeu. Uh He looked reju- rejuvenated under the new manager, Kiki Sanchez-Flores, at the weekend. Unbelievable stats from that Arsenal-Watford game. I think Watford had 31 goal attempts. Arsenal had something like seven. 
So Arsenal very fortunate to get a point from that one, going by that those numbers. Delafe was excellent. I don't know how he didn't score. Uh, he did get an assist, and he and he walked away with two bonus points as well. He's dropped to six point two million now. The issue with Delafeu is he's a forward, and as as I've mentioned, there's so many so many good forward options, which is Delafeu is probably going to get ignored for that reason. Um, so yeah, he, he's watch list for the moment, but there's there's probably a few other strikers that are ahead of him in the pecking order for me at the minute, in terms of players I want to get, but not not to be ignored. Um, some great stats uh, at the weekend in terms of forwards. He, he created the most chances with eight, most goal attempts among forwards as well with seven. So maybe maybe Delafeu is going to be a big player on the under Flores. So one to keep an eye on there as well. Moving on now to the Twitter questions. Thanks to everyone who sent them in. I've picked out some of the, the best ones here that cover some of the main talking points this week. First one came in from Ruslan. Ruslan asks, what is your view on Sterling the last two game weeks? It looks like he was playing deep on the wing, not really close to the goal like he was in the first three game weeks. So yeah, I'm I'm a Sterling owner. I'm not really worried. Um, The Brighton Brighton game, game week four, was a bit worrying because I don't think he had any shots in that game. But against Norwich, he was probably a bit unlucky. Obviously, he hit the post uh, on another day. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's five points. And a few bonus points probably for us if that one went in. He created quite a few chances as well for Aguero in particular. You know, two chances that Aguero, you know, you would fa- you expect Aguero to score really a couple of headers over the top. Um, so again, on a you know, it's it's easy to say this about any player, but on another day, you're looking at a at a healthy return of points there from Sterling. So I think if uh, if it was a similar performance to the Brighton one where you know we didn't get any shots or anything like that, I'd be worried. But I've seen enough from Sterling in that game against Norwich to be confident in him for the Watford game this weekend. Now, the Champions League midweek, so hopefully, hopefully Sterling at least gets some, you know, reduced minutes. Ideally, he would get a complete rest against Shakhtar, but I don't think that will happen. But hopefully 67, 60, 70 minutes max. And then, you know, he'd be ready to go for Watford at the weekend. I, you know, I'm going to come to captaincy soon, but my... I've captained Sterling the last two weeks, and he's blanked. Very disappointing, but I'm probably going to leave it on him for this Watford fixture. I think he's he's one of the best options for captaincy again this week, despite frustrating over the last few weeks. He's going to be sold by a lot of managers. I like I like that idea that he's been sold by a lot of managers because it would be typical FPL that you know when you have what there's probably going to be two hundred and fifty thousand people will probably sell him this week. I mean, you know what's going to happen then against Watford. At least I'm hoping so as an owner. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about about Sterling. I think you know I expect to see a reaction from City as well after the defeat. So hopefully a big a big result against Watford and, and big points from Sterling in that one. Next question came from FPL Newton Heath. He asks if you had to choose between Son and Aubameyang for the next four game weeks, who would you choose? So I'm just getting the fixtures up here in front of me. So next four game weeks, Aubameyang has Aston Villa at home, great fixture, Man United away, Bournemouth home and Sheffield United away. So very good fixtures there. I think the United fixture is even a good fixture for Aubameyang there. Um, Spurs have Leicester away, Southampton home, Brighton away and Watford home. So Arsenal and Spurs, as you can see, are two you know two teams with very good fixtures. Uh, they're probably two teams I'd be targeting if I was wildcarding this week or next week, 
in terms of Arsenal, it's probably Aubameyang or nobody though at the minute. You know, don't like their defence, don't like their midfielders. Um, Spurs, Son is probably top of my list when it comes to Spurs assets. I much prefer him to the likes of Kane uh, and others. If I had to choose one of these two just for the next four game weeks, that's a pretty tough one. I think the fact that Lacazette's out for a few weeks would probably sway me towards Aubameyang. I just love watching the guy, you know, even against Watford. As I mentioned, you know, Arsenal had very few goal attempts, but Aubameyang, he doesn't need much to find the back of the net. You know, he gets his chances, he puts them away. You know, imagine how many goals he would score if he played for, you know, City or Liverpool. Uh, You know, he'd be getting probably 30, 35 goals a season. Uh, So I really like Aubameyang. Uh, Should be on penalties as well. So yeah, I think if I had to choose one for the next four weeks, I would go Aubameyang over Son. But I, I really like both options. I expect both of them to do well over the next couple of weeks. Next question is from Top 6 FPL. Good question here. If you could change one rule about FPL, what would it be? Now, there's not too many things I would change about FPL because obviously I, I love the game. Uh, and it, and it, it, it you know it pays pays my bills at the end of the week these days. So I think if I think if I if I had to change one thing, it would be the captaincy. I've never been a fan of captaincy in FPL. I think I would remove captaincy if I was in charge at, at FPL Towers. I just think it brings you know it adds too much variance to the game. You know we've seen that this season. You know logical captaincy decisions are not being rewarded. Um, so yeah, I've, you know, I've said that many times over the years. If I if I was in charge, I would take away the captaincy and just simplify simplify the game. I think that would probably benefit managers like me who are are very patient um, over the course of the season. Next question is from Kyle Mark Anthony. Uh, Kyle asks: Is it time to go back to the trusted three at the back and spread the money elsewhere, as there seems to be no such thing as banker clean sheets anymore when it comes to the top English teams. So yeah, lots of talk this week about, you know, big at the back and maybe, you know, moving away from having four or five defenders, investing more cash up front when there's so many guys firing up there. So, I mean, I went into the season, I'm on a 4-4-2, you know, Trent, Robertson, Sinchenko and Lucas Dean, and it hasn't been great so far. Lucas Dean has been has been okay, um, but Liverpool and City have been very disappointing. You know, going into the season, it was pretty justified to go with you know heavy investment in defence. We couldn't foresee Allison getting injured first day of the season. City's best defender Laporte getting ruled out for six months. Um, but but I think the lack of clean sheets is mainly down to you know the quality of the other teams in the league this season. You know, you've got Pookie at Norwich. You've got really high quality strikers, uh, you know, playing for you know lesser sides than the top six, like the you know Allaire at at West Ham, Callum Wilson at Bournemouth. Um, you know, we don't have Huddersfields anymore, who who just can't score goals. You know, every all twenty teams in the league are capable of scoring goals, and we're seeing that. And I think that's more. You know, I'd be more inclined to move away from defenders because of that and try and capitalize on some of these strikers that are doing really well you know you've got Tammy Abraham at Chelsea you've got a top six striker for what 7.2 7.3 million absolutely ridiculous value um so yeah I I'm thinking about moving away from my 442 I mean I've got 
double Liverpool, which are not delivering. There's no Allison. They've got tough fixtures coming up, so I think it makes sense to maybe you know move down to one, just have Alexander Arnold there. And if I lose Robertson, you know I, I'm probably looking at replacing him with a striker uh, rather than a defender. So moving from four four two to three four three makes sense at the moment. Now, I mean, things change so quickly in FPL. Fast forward four or five weeks, we could all be pumping our money back into defence. You know, it's you know you can't you can't write things off after five game weeks. Um, but you know, at this point in time, it does look like moving away from heavy investment in defence does make sense. You know, you've got to move with the seasons. Last season, you know, defenders were excellent value. We thought they would be again this season. At the moment, it doesn't look like it. You know, I think it's. You can't be too stubborn either. You know, it's dangerous to be stubborn and think, right, I started with five defenders at the start of the season. I'm not changing. But you've got to adjust if things, you know, if if, thing, if if patterns change and it looks like there's loads of strikers performing, you know, don't ignore it. Don't be too stubborn either. You know, if you've got five defenders, don't be stuck in your ways and think, right, I'm going to do this for 38 game weeks because that can be to your detriment. You've got to be open. You've got to be flexible. You've got to, you know, if, 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 if a, if a strategy is not working, you know, you've got to be open to maybe going in a different direction. So one of the most important things in FPL is is not to be stubborn. So be open to all things, uh, even if, if it means going against your beliefs uh, that you went into the season with. You've got to, you know, every season's different. You've got to move with the times. <coughs> um, so yeah, is it time to move to, to, a, to a more more of a three at the back? I think it probably is at this point in time. You're probably thinking, well, I'm thinking at least you're probably looking at Alexander Arnold, Lucas Dean, and somebody else. Now I've got Sinchenko. I think Mendy will cause me a headache very soon. Um, the question is then, where else do you go for defenders? You know, I've got a watch list of about thirty players, and I think I've only got four defenders on it. And even those four, it's the likes of maybe Aurier, Mings, Soyuncu. You know, they don't fill me with with excitement. You know, there's just a la- real lack of defenders that you can trust this season. Uh, and that's another reason why I'm probably just going to go with three uh, in the near future. Moving on now to game week six, captaincy and transfer. So I put a poll on Twitter this morning with four captaincy options. I, I included Sterling, Aguero, Aubameyang and Salah. If Twitter allowed me to add more, I would have put in De Bruyne and Manny there as well. So the four I did put up, Sterling came out, there was about 3,000 votes Sterling came out on top with 44%, Aguero 27%, Aubameyang 17% and Salah with just 12%. So I tend to agree with that poll this week. I'm on Sterling at the moment for that home game against Watford. Um, as I said, hopefully he doesn't get 90 minutes in the Champions League. That might make me think twice about it. Um, Aguero is a great option. I would probably expect Jesus to get a start in the Champions League this week. So I think if that happens, Aguero is an excellent option again for captaincy. We know how consistent he is at home. Uh, Aubameyang at home to Aston Villa. I think anyone who owns Aubameyang, that's a great fixture there for him for the captaincy as well this week. And Salah. Salah and Mane. I mean, on paper, away to Chelsea is not great, but Chelsea have been terrible defensively this season I think there'll be a lot of a lot of goals in that game and you know I, I fully expect Salah and Mane to do well so I do like Liverpool guys for for captaincy as well this week uh, talking about transfers now um, even though I had a you know pretty disastrous game week uh, most recent game week I'm probably going to still end up banking my transfer this week um, 
you know, Tammy Abraham's on my mind, but he plays Liverpool this week, so I'm happy enough to, you know, give him another week and, and, and see how he looks against a, a top, top side. Uh, so the idea would be bank a transfer this week and then use two free transfers to, to move from 4-4-2 to 3-4-3 for game week seven. So that would probably be losing Robertson, probably for, you know, a four million defender around that price, just for bench fodder, and then replacing Greenwood with someone like Tammy, uh, Allaire or or Callum Wilson, so you know it'll give me a, give me another game week to assess those guys and, and decide which one I want to go for. So that that's my current thinking. You know, bank the transfer, but again, it's only Tuesday. You know, a lot can change: Champions League, Europa League, injuries, anything. So um, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days in the, in those European fixtures. Uh, I think that's most things covered f- uh, ahead of game week six. If you want to hear more from me, I recorded a Patreon-exclusive podcast yesterday, which covers the four games I watched at the weekend. I watched the two games on Saturday, and I watched the two games on Sunday, and then I recorded a 30-minute podcast with my thoughts on the eye test on those ones and some stats thrown in as well. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash FPL General uh, for more information on that, or, or just send me a message or, or an email, and I can, I can answer any questions you have about Patreon. I recorded a Fantasy Weekly podcast with James and Holly as well this week. It'll be available on Wednesday at 2pm. Be sure to check that one out. Um, if you're listening to this podcast before the Champions League games start on Tuesday evening, there's a very exciting uh, fantasy bet tournament for the Champions League starting. It's a, it's a season-long tournament, £5.50 to enter a team, and there's £10,000 up for grabs there. So the winner of that is probably going to walk away with about two and a half grand. So if you're interested in Champions League fantasy, be sure to check out Fantasy Bet. It's 18 plus and begambleaware.org. Any questions you have about Fantasy Bet, feel free to send me a message as well and I can I can answer those for you. Uh, enjoy enjoy the Champions League games, folks. Enjoy the Europa League if you're watching any of those. Um, I'll be on the FPL show on Thursday. So if you're in a country where you can access that on TV, be sure to set a reminder or set it to record. Or if you're like me and you're in the UK or Ireland, um, on Friday morning on the Premier League website and the Premier League app, you can watch myself on the FPL show. I'm not actually sure yet who is going to be on alongside me this week. But it's always always a good show, lots of good uh, content and advice and stats and stuff in that one. So check it out. Good luck in Game Week 6, folks. Enjoy your weekend and I'll talk to you all again next Tuesday.